We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast, your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. On the Sports Network, from Learfield. Let's go! He's got it! On the run! 10 5! It's a touchdown! Oh, mama! <laughs> Live at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, this is the Huddle Rose Bowl Special. Presented by StubHub, official ticketing partner of OU Athletics. Tonight's special presentation is also brought to you in part by Blue Cross Blue Shield, Riverwind Resort, Lenders Auto Group, and by Pizza Hut, Oklahoma, Georgia. This is the Huddle Rose Bowl special presented by StubHub. Now live, here are your hosts with Chris Plank. Here's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Roland. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. It is the Huddle, the Rose Bowl special presented to you by StubHub. I'm Toby Rowland. This is Chris Plank. You just thought we had the last Huddle of the year, and then we found out we're in the Rose Bowl and the college football playoff, and we said, well, we got to do we got to do one more show. We're just too excited not to do one. So we're going to spend the next hour talking about the Sooners, the Georgia Bulldogs, some of the other bowl games maybe around the Big 12. It's going to be a fun hour ahead. I hope you'll leave it right there. And you and I never get to do this show together. I think it's the first 
time, right? Usually, I'll fill in when you have a basketball responsibility yeah. or, you know, in any other time someone is needed. I'm here, but you and I, we get to play together. It's like having Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield on the field at the yeah, same time, yeah, right? I, I, I mean, said just, earlier today, it's like Kadeem Latin and Jemani McNeese being on the floor at the same time. You never see that. One subs for the other. So, But we're excited. I mean, this, uh, you know, the Rose Bowl, are you kidding me? We, we've we never been to never the Rose been. Bowl. Obviously, OU was there in uh, 2003, but the matchup, I think, is incredible. For my money, two of the best uniforms in all of college football, the San Gabriel Mountains in the background at, at sunset. Uh, I'm giddy. I cannot wait. Well, and I can't get started even talking about the event because for me, that was something I always wanted to do was to go to the Rose Bowl. And I grew up, if you follow where my fandom is for my pro teams, I'm a Dodger fan. I'm a Raider fan. I'm a Laker fan. Somehow, you know, it it doesn't make make any sense. So I've always loved the West coast. So to have the opportunity to go out there with this team, for that game with that tradition and that history. And I, you know, I learned something yesterday, brand new field. They put in a new set of turf, every single Rose bowl. So they'll have a fresh turf to play on that hasn't been played on all season long. It's a, it's, it's, it's the the great idea of them all for Uh, a great reason. And the matchup is fascinating when you, you got the best uh, offense in college football this year, statistically speaking in Oklahoma, certainly one of the best defenses in college football in Georgia. And you got a month for Lincoln Riley to get ready for the Georgia defense and for Kirby smart to get ready for the Oklahoma offense. Big 12 SEC. Great matchup. And I'm fascinated by the coordinator matchups in this in this game first you talked about Lincoln Riley and Kirby Smart well, Kirby Smart's very much involved in that defense but he has a defensive coordinator in Mel Tucker who was an NFL guy he was Teddy's defensive coordinator right. whenever he was in Jacksonville this is a guy that has an incredible pedigree and so they've dialed up a defense that's been one of the best in college football this season so now you have the decision of a team that doesn't really blitz too much that kind of stays in there do they get a little bit more attacking whenever they take on Oklahoma and then on the other side of things. Jim Chaney's their offensive coordinator. He's an old Joe, uh, an old Joe Tiller clone. That's uh, going back away. Yeah. That's that's Purdue. Purdue. And he uh, they wanted him gone before the season started. He was on that hot seat list. And now, I mean, he's winning awards for what he's been able to do with a true freshman quarterback. You got him versus Mike Stoops in a battle of uh, uh, chess pieces with the George offense versus the OU defense. Everything about this matchup is fascinating. Well, um, you know, last week was was awards week as the Sooners and Lincoln Riley, and Baker Mayfield and friends were traveling the country this week. It was uh, back at it. Practices going on. And uh, today, Lincoln Riley had a press conference in Norman talking about the Georgia matchup. Here's a little of what the head coach had to say. They were really excited to get back on the field the other day. That was you know, it was a lot of fun to just get back out there. There was a lot of energy. And, yeah, I mean, you're, you're playing in the national semifinals. I mean, they're, they're as excited as they could possibly be. Um, I would just say the quality of depth and how many good players they have across the board, you know, on both sides of the ball. I mean, they've, they've got the, you know, everybody talks about the running backs. You know, everybody talks about the linebacker that's such a good player. Um, they've got some outstanding individual players. But, I mean, they are just – they are really, really deep and really, really talented. Uh, they're they're as deep and talented as anybody we've played in the three years I've been here. I mean, without question, it'll be a tough matchup for us. There's no doubt about it. But I'm I'm confident in our defense. Our guys, the way we've played here, the back half of the season, I think we've really made some big strides. And I think I still think our best ball's ahead. 
High praise for Georgia from Lincoln Riley. And let's jump right into talking about the matchup that everybody is talking about, the OU offense against the Georgia defense. We'll start with the Sooners. And I think it's safe to say that at least going into this national semifinal, Oklahoma feels good about the fact that they have the best quarterback of the four teams. Certainly it's played out that way uh, this year and over the past few years. The Heisman Trophy winner, Baker Mayfield. Is he the ace in the hole for Oklahoma? Absolutely, Toby. And, you know, it's, it's still amazing to look at these numbers and realize this guy lost his three biggest playmakers from the year before. Joe Mixon is, uh, and I know he's been injured the last couple of weeks, but is basically the starting running back for the Bengals. Samaje Pirine is the starting running back for the Redskins. Deanie Westbrook is scoring touchdowns now for the Jaguars. All three are gone, and somehow he's better. You know, that's still one of the great stories this season. Obviously, he's had some help, whereas you see Mark Andrews, who's stepped up just incredibly so far this season. But the way in which he's already gained that confidence in so many of the other key parts, Grant Calcaterra, CeeDee Lamb, you know, absolutely putting the ball where it needs to be, and then the development of a Marquise Brown as a deep threat. Yeah, Toby Six has done an incredible job of distributing the football, and he has been absolutely on point when he needs to be for this team. Yeah, I mean, if you if you, uh, you give you know, me the choice of would you like the best defense or the best coach or the best offensive line or the best quarterback? Yeah, I'd love them all, <laughs> but best co- I'll take the best quarterback in this thing going into it, and especially this guy with the moxie he has, the competitiveness he has. Uh, I think you'd be crazy to, to bet against him. Rodney Anderson has had a phenomenal second half of the season for Oklahoma. A non-factor really early in the year in that win over Ohio State up in Columbus, but boy, over the last eight games, you could argue, Chris, he was the best running back in America. I, I think you brought this point up a lot, Toby, and even looking back at the Ohio State game. Two of the biggest keys in Oklahoma's second half surge didn't even touch the field in that game. It, it, Marquise Brown didn't play, and I think Rodney Anderson was... Three carries, ten yards. Yeah, yeah, they were non-factors. So, to see that surge, and it started in Texas with the run, then he exploded against Kansas State with the game-winning run. Uh, you've got a bevy of backs, meaning yeah. you got a lot of different guys you can use. He has separated himself, and I still go back to signing day whenever he signed, and everyone thought, you know, this might be the guy that best fits our new offensive coordinator at the time, Lincoln Riley, and I think we're seeing in the ways that they've used him, not just as a power runner, not just as a speed runner, but also receiving the ball out of the backfield. Mackey Award winner Mark Andrews also lives on the offensive side of the ball for Oklahoma. We thought going into the year he had a chance to have a big year, and boy, did he deliver. Yeah, and you know, it's it's funny to see how the debate became, well, he's not really a tight end. Well, who cares? He's making plays. He looks I, like a tight end. He looks like a tight end to me. He's improved his blocking so far this season. Uh, th- this was the expected piece heading into this season, right? You expected Mark Andrews to do big things. I don't think people expected him to be as consistent as he was. And listen, the guy battled some injuries yep. early in the season, and he was able to play through them and power through them, and he's developed such soft hands. Um, I I get a kick out of just watching him when he lines up and how everyone has to pay attention to him and where he is. He is a game plan changer. Great in the red zone, as you see here. A couple of uh, touchdowns in the Big 12 championship game. Another guy who has come on second half of the year is Hollywood, as Gus Johnson calls him Marquise Brown. So you got the big guy in Mark Andrews and you got the little guy, the speedster on the outside in uh, Hollywood. Did you, uh, I I don't know if we'll play the cut later today. I don't know. And I don't know if Theron Smith even had a chance to hear it or, or you, Toby. But they asked Baker Mayfield. Mayfield, what was his first thought when he met Marquise Brown? 
And he said, I felt like he needed a couple of double cheeseburgers because the dude is so spelt and he's so light. But yet, to me, I, I know this might sound crazy. He plays bigger, in my opinion. When you get carried away with heights and weight sometimes, I think you lose uh, heart. And then in this dude's case, speed. He's one of the fastest guys I've ever seen and a very precise route runner. It's It's been fun to watch his emergence. He's become a big-time weapon. Of course, they got C.D. Lamb in that receiving court as well. And it is appropriate that the last guy we talk about on offense is Dimitri Flowers because <laughs> it's been that way for his entire career. But I promise you, he will not be the last guy when Georgia goes into the film room to try to game plan. What a weapon Dimitri Flowers is. I, I've got the biggest kick out of watching Dimitri develop, not only as a player, but as a personality. He's got a great personality. He's someone that you always look forward to talking to after games. And it's funny because what we've learned about Dimitri is he has this mindset that I guess you could say this public perception of anything for the team man don't need the ball in my hand but yet both coach Riley and Baker Mayfield busted him out saying oh he's always designing plays to try to get him the football and it's worked Teddy Lehman if, if he was here to be gushing about how this guy is used and not just with what he does but how Lincoln Riley has schemed up to get him the football and how many times have we heard in the uh, broadcast oh there's where they're hiding Dimitri Flowers you yep. know they hide him on a play next thing you know He's wide open for a big play. Good chance he's a major factor in this game. He certainly was in that big win of at Ohio State. Well, what about the other side of the ball? What about the Georgia defense? They run a 3-4. So good. They have held their opponents to 10 points or less seven times this year. They've combined for 26 sacks. 10 interceptions. Well, look at the speed. That's what jumps off the film at you. Yeah, and you you can't even start just naming individuals because there's so many. And Roquan Smith is the guy. He's the Butkus Award winner. He's he's everywhere on film whenever you watch him. I mean, I probably won't even have to point out that he's going to be a major focal point in their game plan. But, Toby, what stood out to me, and I've watched two of their full games now, including the film room, which you can see, Soonersports.tv, is how physical they are in the secondary. And maybe we'll have time to talk about that later in the show. But with with guys like Dominic Sanders, whom you saw make a play earlier, everyone in their secondary can cover like a corner and hit like a safety. So they absolutely bring the wood. It's, It's impressive to see. And the guy making the tackle there, Lorenzo, so Carter is a dude that really popped on film to me. He is everywhere. He's the other linebacker that people don't talk about enough. And uh, I mean, he's everywhere making plays. Roquan Smith is everywhere making plays. Uh, it, it's a very you heard Lincoln Riley say it. It's by far the best team that he's seen the Oklahoma Sooners play since he's been here. Roquan Smith won the Butkus Award. Lorenzo Carter, his linebacker mate, was a semifinalist for the Butkus Award. You mentioned Dominic Sanders in the defensive backfield. 15 career interceptions for him. And then they got in the middle of it all up front their nose tackle, John Atkins, who goes 6'4", 305. So really it's every layer of the Georgia defense. They are stocked with what you'd expect to see. When you think of SEC talent, what SEC athletes look like on defense, this is what they look like. Yeah, right? and, and you brought up the D-line, and they 
they're difference makers as well, too, all across the board. But, you know, we mentioned two linebackers already, and I think the third guy, Natrez Patrick, might actually be the best <laughs> of all three of them. So every single linebacker is out there making plays. Every single defensive back can make plays, and their defensive line is a difference maker. You know, there's a reason why they were so good throughout the season. It's because they are so solid and so deep defensively. Now, I think we'll have more time to talk about the Auburn game. And then, of course, the SEC championship game. That final score of the SEC championship game is a little bit deceiving. Auburn had big plays, and they missed them. Auburn had an opportunity in the fourth quarter of that game, and they missed it. So, I mean, there's... I think there's yards to be gained against this defense, but man, it's going gonna, it's gonna to it's gonna take your best execution. The one thing we didn't talk about in this matchup when OU has the football and Georgia's on defense is the Sooner offensive line. And oh. that might be the key to this whole thing. If they can stand up to that front seven of Georgia and give Baker time, I think Oklahoma wins this football game. And boy, they've been good this year. You know, Orlando Brown Jr. said it this year. You know, we see pretty good defensive linemen in the in the Big 12. And he brought up Dorrance Armstrong yep. from Kansas specifically. There's really good defensive players that you see in the Big 12. And there's really good defenses as a whole, like TCU, that you see. This seems to be another level. You know, this, this seems to be a little bit different. And you know that offensive line with Bill Biedenboe running the show is going to go in with a great plan a great scheme and an incredible amount of confidence too, because you got a unanimous all American at left tackle. You got a guy that still maybe has a chip on his shoulder from only being honorable mention. I mean, stop me if you've heard us talk about guys with chips on their shoulders, there's a lot of chips going around. Uh, And then the interior is just, I mean, who's the first people that Baker thanked when he won the Heisman trophy, his offensive offensive line. line. They're that. Here's what's going to be a fun game to play a check back in five years (laughs) in this matchup. When OU has got the football, how many of the 22 guys on the field are playing in the NFL? It'll be a double-digit number. Maybe maybe well into the double digits. Well, there will be occasions in this game when the opposite happens. <laughs> when Georgia has the football and the Oklahoma defense is on the field. We'll talk about that matchup when we come back. This is the Huddle Rose Bowl Special presented by StubHub. Thanks to our cornerstone sponsors, Anheuser-Busch, OU Medicine, the OU College of Professional and Continuing Studies, and our community partners, Landers Auto Group, Devon Energy, and OU Medicine. Oklahoma. Georgia. This is the Huddle Rose Bowl Special, presented by StubHub. Fans, the holiday season is here, and shop.soonersports.com has you covered for all the best Sooner gifts, from hats and jackets to collectibles and jewelry. You'll find something for every Sooner fan on your list. Shop.soonersports.com, where every purchase supports the Sooners. Welcome back to the Huddle Rose Bowl special, presented by StubHub, the official ticketing partner of OU Athletics. Tickets, by the way, went like... like They just evaporated as soon as they went on sale. So, if you want tickets to the Rose Bowl now... Go to StubHub. That's where you're going to have to uh, find them. Let's talk about the other side of the ball now. Georgia's got it. OU's playing defense. And when you talk about the Georgia offense, you got to start with their running game. They average 263 rushing yards a game. Nick Chubb has been really good for a long time at Georgia. Yeah, and had an injury that really set him back early in his career. But, I mean, when you think about all the great backs – that you've had in the SEC. 
I mean, I, I don't have to go through the list because trust me, watch uh, watch any network; they'll roll through it for you. But uh, Paul Feinbaum will remind you. Second all time in yardage, it's amazing in the SEC, behind only forty six hundred career yards. What, what what would have been what Herschel Walker mm-hmm. was number one on that list, and you know, you watch his running style; it's it's reminiscent of a guy that we saw here in uh, in Samaje P. Ryan with a little dash of Joe Mixon. He's like a good little mix of both in that he can run over you, he can run through you, but uh, don't take for granted his speed. And, oh, they... Jim Chaney's done such a great job in what he's designed for him this year and to get him the football and get him the football in space. And he can make you miss now. Uh, I, I, I don't know, Toby, how much you've been able to watch of him, but... That's that number right there. Six point two is what stands out for me. He's he's putting this team in great position every time he touches the football. Yeah, he's really good. Breakaway speed, power. You know, the thing about their offense is they don't have a ton of big plays this year. When you compare no. the big plays with Oklahoma's offense and Georgia's offense, it's about half. They just kind of they kind of grind it out five, four, five, six yards a carry, and they eventually take your will from you. It starts with Chubb, but they got two other backs who can really go as well. Sony Michelle, also a senior. He's got 3,400 career yards. He's kind of a clone of Chubb. They look a lot alike. They play a lot alike. Same size, similar build. And, and they don't put the ball on the ground. Now, that was the thing I immediately noticed. We, As we, we mentioned in our film room show, we watched the Auburn game, but we had prepared a lot on the Mississippi State game. And Sonny Michelle put the ball on the ground in the Mississippi State game. That was his only fumble all season long. You know, they, they don't make mistakes. And, you know, you... Your your term there, clone, is perfect because yeah. it's almost like it's the same back. I'll, I'll tell you this much. I like Sonny Michelle. I like Nick Chubb. I love DeAndre Smith. Well, and, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but the thing that is the different about them is, is they rarely throw the football to Chubb and Michelle. They will to Swift. When the little guy checks into the game, they'll throw him the ball, and he had a big-time SEC championship game, DeAndre Swift. Yeah, he is. uh, he's reminiscent of what I think a lot of people would think is like a Roy Finch type of running back, your caffeinated squirrel reference, if you will. Good thing. He's a little bit bigger, though. Good things seem to happen whenever the ball is in his hand for Georgia. And, boy, what what a problem to have if you're running the Georgia show in that, well, okay, maybe Nick Chubb doesn't have it going today. Let's get Sonny Michelle. Well, maybe Sonny Michelle doesn't have it. Well, let's get the freshman, DeAndre Smith, an opportunity, and he's had a couple of big games this season. And sometimes, Toby, they'll go four deep. Maybe we'll have an Evander Holyfield signing on uh, New Year's Day because his son, Elijah Holyfield, yeah. is another running back that they use quite a bit. But to me, where DeAndre Smith uh, Swift is most dangerous, uh, as he breaks a long run, I'm going to brag on his passing, uh, pass-receiving ability. He's a really good pass catcher out of the backfield and incredible in space. If they have 200-plus yards rushing, probably Georgia's in good position to yeah. win this game. As for their quarterback, Jake Fromm, he came in in replace of Jacob Eason early in the season and never gave the starting job back. He's been really good for him, completing 63% of his passes, 21 touchdowns, only five interceptions for a freshman, but they don't throw it a ton. He averages 167 yards passing a game. He's only thrown for over 200 yards three times all season. They haven't had a single receiver with a 100-yard receiving game all year, so uh, their passing game has been efficient, and they certainly haven't turned it over, but they don't lean on it a lot. They remind me a lot of TCU uh, outside of 
Fromm not really being a mobile quarterback. Now, he can run it, but they don't really call on him to do it very often. The, the thing that's interesting is the situations that they're in, and Teddy always talks about down and distance. You don't see Georgia having to worry about third and 13s very often or third right. and 10s, third and 9s. They're usually, if they're in third down, they're third and very manageable, third and three, third and four. And, you know, when they have to throw the ball, that's where you want. You want them in third right. and long. As you want any football team. But they seem to really excel on first and second down and putting themselves in good position. It's a great uh, point. To not because of that really, running game. Right. That yeah. running game is so good. And, again, that second half against Auburn is one that just sticks out to me, and, and maybe specifically the fourth quarter. Auburn has the football, right? They've got an opportunity to go down and at least make it a one-score game. Uh, they, they, I think they turned the ball over. Georgia got the football back and never let them have it. I mean, it was, it was an Oklahoma versus TCU-esque drive that you had from them. They will keep your offense off the field. Receivers, they've got uh, the big guy, six foot four, Javon Wims. He's got six touchdowns on the year. Terry Godwin has kind of been the one that you've seen on SportsCenter a lot this year. He's the one that made the one-handed catch yeah. that beat Notre Dame up in South Bend. He's 5'11 with speed, and, and they got Mecole Hardman, a converted defensive back, who has been uh, really good for him as well. Another speed burner. Here's a uh, a little bit of Terry Godwin. And uh, I think you hit it on the head, Toby, earlier. They don't ask their receivers to do too terribly much. They haven't had a, a consistent go-to guy. But this this is their playmaker. You know, when they're in those third and long situations, when they're needing someone to go up and make a play for When them, they need a one-handed catch to win a game. When they need yeah. a, a sports center top five play of the game, this is their guy. And, you know, the good thing if for Oklahoma's defense is they've seen this all year long. You know, they, they've seen receivers like, this from Sills in West Virginia. I mean, even to a certain degree, James Washington, even though he's yeah. not as as tall as what you have with the with the Georgia receivers, you've seen the best receivers in the country in this conference all season long. So that shouldn't be a surprise to him. Oklahoma defensively, well chronicled, started slow. They've improved as the season's gone along. Big challenge for him here, obviously, to try to handle Georgia and that Georgia rushing attack. But the star has been All-American Obo Okoronkwo. Another phenomenal season, eight sacks on the year. And this is the guy that when Georgia goes into the film room, they're going to have to devise a game plan to deal with 31. But there's the play maybe of that game. Looking back on that fourth down play in the Big 12 championship game, he is right there with Kenny Hill and the big hit by Parnell Motley. But I've really enjoyed watching the development of Ovo Okronk. Well, you know, in college football so many times, if a guy doesn't do anything after a couple of seasons, you forget about him. So, you know, has the freshman, sophomore season, doesn't step on the field. And then as soon as he gets his opportunity as a junior, he takes off. And he's become the best defensive player on the field in just about every game for Oklahoma this year. I'm not just talking Oklahoma. I mean on the field. And he's a game plan effector. He's worked on his moves. Man, I can't even begin to tell you some of the conversations that I hear him having with coaches and, 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 and former players just about trying to develop more moves, more ways to throw off the tackles on the outside. He's really turned into something special. And oh, yeah, by the way, he can make that play one-on-one in space. It'd be interesting to see the matchup uh, against the Georgia offensive line because Georgia's right half of their line, their right guard and their right tackle are a true freshman and a redshirt freshman. Now, they've been pretty good for him this year, but I wouldn't be surprised Surprised if you don't see them shade Oboe maybe over there and yep. let him work on the youth of the Georgia line a little bit. 
Sooners improved play second half of the season. I think you can point a little bit to Trey Norwood, who was inserted into the starting lineup in the secondary there late in the year. But maybe more than, uh, and we'll see a little bit of the secondary here, maybe more than anything to me, Chris, is the play up front. I think what they've gotten out of Lampkin, Bledsoe, and Q Overton last four or five games is the difference, a bit more than anything else in this OU defense. Yeah, and, you know, you see it in the coaching. It starts with the coaching and with what you see from Calvin Thibodeau and obviously the work that he's done with Ruffin McNeil. They have found the way to get these guys' attention, to get them to respond, and to, to make it to where they're having success because what's the what's the greatest enabler for uh, obviously reaction is is having people win, having people have success, and you've seen it with Q Overton. He's making plays. You see it with Devontae Lampkin when he's called upon. I I love the development of Imani Bledsoe. I mean, this is a guy that's basically become uh, someone that we're going to be counting on as a cornerstone of this defense for the next three years, you hope. And, you know, that interior, and I, I keep going back to what Ted would say because, A, I watch the huddle all the time, and B, Ted's on the radio <laughs> with us all the time, but Ted always talks about it starting from the interior, and that has been the area yeah. where you've seen the most improvement for this defense and it's the individual and you lost one of your better interior defenders too you lost Matt Romar who it looks like he's not going to be able to play in the Rose Bowl that's the only significant injury they've uh, suffered at the interior and yet it seems like they're playing better as the season progresses I think it's going to be a key in this game to watch what happens in the red zone I I, I think Baker's going to move the ball on Georgia I think the Georgia running game is going to move the ball on Oklahoma but which defense can force field goals if can you keep them out of the end zone I think that'll be a a big key in who wins this yeah that's and and that's a win for Georgia if they can get off the field and they've only allowed a field goal same for Oklahoma same for Oklahoma yeah Yeah. You, you you get off into a situation where you're forcing them to go Go get three instead of getting six. Uh, you're in a great position. We'll take a break. When we come back, we are only five days removed from a Heisman Trophy in New York City. Baker Mayfield coming up next. This is the Huddle Rose Bowl Special presented by StubHub. Oklahoma, Georgia. This is the Huddle Rose Bowl Special, presented by StubHub. Baker Mayfield, the senior quarterback from Oklahoma, a piece of the center nation. Baker, question, do you, do you happen to know where this Heisman Trophy was manufactured? Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City, you had that answer ready. Oh, yeah. <laughs> University of Oklahoma. Baker back. Going to throw deep. Wide open. He's got it. It's a touchdown. Baker Mayfield. It's over. And now, I am proud to announce that this year's Heisman Trophy winner is Baker Mayfield of the University of Oklahoma. Thank you. You know how I feel. Boomer, baby. Boomer. Way to represent. This is unbelievable for me, you know, being up here among these greats. Uh, it's something that words can't even describe. Coach Stoops, uh, you welcomed a, a chubby, unathletic kid into the program with open arms. I wouldn't say that many would do that, but thank you. Uh, but the thing that uh, I'm most thankful for is hiring Coach Riley. The, the day that you did that changed my life. So 
Appreciate that. Um, Coach Riley, you've been a great mentor to me. Been through a lot together. So, appreciate you. Um, my family, love you guys. There were times uh, that I had to move. You guys made sacrifice after sacrifice just so I could chase my dreams. Wouldn't be here without you. Love you. To all the Sooner fans back home, uh, and, and including Billy up here too. There he is. Yeah. Um, it, it's been a dream come true to, to play at OU. <laughs> uh, you know, I, although I grew up in Austin, Texas, Ricky, uh, you know, I was always Sooner born and Sooner bred. And, you know, they say when I die, I'll be Sooner dead. And I, I truly mean that. It's been a dream for me. And, uh, it's an honor to get to represent my school. 83rd Heisman Trophy winner. Well, welcome back to the Huddle Rose Bowl special presented by StubHub, the official ticketing partner of OU Athletics. Chris Plank, Toby Rowland back with you. It was pretty much a foregone conclusion that Baker Mayfield would win the Heisman Trophy last Saturday, but still a special evening. And, I, you know, the moments this kid has given us over the last three years, and, and hopefully there is still more ahead. I think that's what I'll take. You know, there's been some great players. There's been some great Heisman Trophy winners through the years. I don't there can't be too many that have had more big moments than Baker. Try try not just picking one. You can't, right? I mean, there was everything that's happened against Oklahoma State in the three times that he's beat them. There is the just let's look at this year. The touchdown against Texas to Mark Andrews to beat them. Uh there was everything that he did in was the first a flag situation. Yes, the yeah. flag against Ohio State and you know that that signature moment whenever you're, you're needing to expand your lead and you're in hostile environment and the place is, is, is getting loud and you're in the shoe and he starts to run and he sees with that third eye he's got somehow. He, <laughs> he, he sees Trey Sermon and tosses it over there and Oklahoma secures the one. You got Bob Stoops in the press box pumping his fair, not the press box in the suite. But I mean, there's so many moments that this guy has provided. And, you know, I um, today I talked to the guys with the Burlesworth trophy because I thought one of the coolest things at the Heisman ceremony was of the lapel pins he was wearing. Yeah. He was wearing Brandon's horned rim glasses. And I thought that was really neat because it shows you how much it meant to him to win that award two times in three years. And we could debate if he deserved a third one this year. Luke Falk, when he accepted it, even thanked Baker. He's like, thanks Baker. You know, finally let me win one. But uh, it's just a guy that has appreciated, I think every step on the road too. And I think that we see it not just on the field, but then off the field, what he does to give back. It's, I mean, I, I could sit here. We only have 20 minutes left in our show. Yeah, I can spend the next two days talking about what Baker Mayfield's meant to Oklahoma on and off the field. And then we just barely started touching on some of those Heisman moments. Has there ever been a Heisman winner that's had more Heisman moments than Baker Mayfield over the span of three years? Yeah. Good luck. It's been phenomenal. Of course, Baker just uh, one of many postseason awards that that the Sooners have won. That was the Heisman, just one of many that Baker won. But let's take a look here at the All-Americans and uh, Baker, Orlando, Mark Andrews, all named unanimous All-Americans. Now that means there are, there are five recognized All-American teams in the postseason. And that means those three guys were on all five, which is hard to do. There had only been one Sooner since 2004 that did it. Do you know who that was? D.D. Westbrook. D.D. Westbrook. 
was the only Sooner since 2004 that was a unanimous. All- I thought the same thing. Wow. Uh, but you, you think about the competition for some of these All-American honors. It just shows you how blessed we were this season as Sooner fans and in covering this team with the incredible amount of talent. Toby, you brought it up in the first segment. Think about the NFL future for the offense of Oklahoma yeah. and then the NFL future for the defense of Georgia. And when we look back five years from now after this bowl game, how many NFL players could be in those 22 that are out there starting that game on January 1? And of course, the uh, Mackey Award went to Mark Andrews. First uh, time a Sooner has won that award for the top tight end in the country. As we go to break, one more time, a look back at a Mayfield masterpiece. A new portrait hangs in New York, but it wasn't made overnight. It started with a vision, a dream, to be a Sooner. No, yeah, it was a big risk, but hopefully the reward uh, will be pretty big too. And so the work began, and a foundation was laid. For years, he worked for the dream. Baker Mayfield, again, can't play this coming season. Before the sun was up, he worked for it. Time and time again, he added to the layers. Until finally, as the colors came together, who would you rather have? We all began to catch the vision. Who was built for those moments? What a beautiful sight it was. Baker Mayfield does it! Somehow he squeezes that throw in. Gets outside. What a move! Look at the quick feet of the quarterback. Baker Mayfield gave him the Heisman stiff arm at the four-yard line and took it in the rest of the way. Are you kidding me with Baker? Are you kidding me? This kid is a winner. I love watching him play. Tonight, a new portrait hangs in the city. It's more than a work of art. His work has been a masterpiece. Touchdown, OU! And that's why Baker Mayfield's going to win the Heisman. He's a surgeon. He's a magician. Baker Mayfield, it's over. Giving the Heisman trophy. Oklahoma, Georgia. This is the Huddle Rose Bowl Special, presented by StubHub. Hey, Sooner fans, while the Sooners are in Pasadena, you can check out the daily OU Extended Campus Practice Reports on Sooner Sports TV beginning Thursday, December 28th. Here are the bowl games involving Big 12 teams. It starts the day after Christmas, West Virginia and Utah in the heart of Dallas Bowl. Breaking news on this bowl, West Virginia's leading rusher, Justin Crawford, will not play in the heart of Dallas Bowl as he prepares for the NFL draft. He's just skipping it. He's not hurt or anything. How about that? Exactly. December 26th, also the Cactus Bowl, fascinating match up here, K-State and UCLA. Bill Snyder against a coachless team for uh, UCLA. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I, I forgot. Mean, got one. He's right, had got an interim coach and, a, and probably head coach right now, too, obviously, in Chip Kelly. Texas and Missouri in the Texas Bowl. Josh Heupel has gone on from Missouri to UCF. And, by the way, he's taken a couple of guys, but the John Cooper, former Oklahoma center, is still with the Missouri Tigers right now. So there's a little rooting interest against the Horns, if you'd like. Fascinating. No, never need a reason for that. Fascinating <laughs> matchup of the Camping World Bowl in Orlando, OSU's offense against Justin Fuente and Vatex defense. Man, that's going to be fun. Uh, in, in fact, whenever we were going through games, uh, and we're going to pick our games before we get out of here, I was, I'm, ex- 
I'm excited about that matchup just because I love some Justin Fuente. TCU and Stanford in the Alamo Bowl. That's Bryce Love against the uh, Gary Patterson TCU defense. That'll be fun on December 28th. Yeah, and uh, remember, too, in in this matchup, the TCU always finds a way to do something exciting against the Pac-12 in bowl games. <laughs> they have a good one. So, yeah, they did that against Oregon Iowa a State years gets ago. a road game in their bowl game. they got to go to Memphis in the Liberty Bowl to take on Memphis. And then perhaps you've heard the Rose Bowl featuring OU and Georgia. I think that's going to be a fun matchup. New Year's Day. As for the other uh, uh, Final Four matchups, uh, obviously the Sugar Bowl will be Alabama and Clemson. Here's the rest of the New Year's Six Bowls. Great matchup. USC and Ohio State in the Cotton. Is this probably outside of the Final Four game the most anticipated yeah, oh, bowl yeah, game? I think so, that there yeah, is? I think, so. I think I so, too. Two teams that felt like they got snubbed right. and won their conferences. Washington and Penn State, a couple of teams that won their conferences last year in the Fiesta Bowl. I, I kind of think Washington was a disappointment this year. I mean, I, and again, you get into the New Year's Six Bowl. That's that's important, but I, I, I was not impressed when I watched them play Arizona State this year. Miami and Wisconsin in the Orange Bowl, a couple of teams that stumbled down the stretch, had a chance for the playoff. Final score of that game, could be three to two. <laughs> Peach Bowl, <laughs> Auburn gets the group of five undefeated UCF team. Scott Frost is going to coach Yeah, them. I was going to. What do you think of that? I mean, he's uh, always on Nebraska, but yeah. coaching him, I like it. I dig it. All right, all right, there we go. We'll take a break. When we come back, our picks as we head into the bowl season, as we wrap up the huddle special brought to you by StubHub. Oklahoma, Georgia. This is the Huddle Rose Bowl Special, presented by StubHub. Welcome back to the Huddle Rose Bowl Special, presented by StubHub, the official ticketing partner of OU Athletics. All right, we've picked out a handful of the intriguing bowl games and can give you who we think is going to win here at the end. Let's start with the Cactus Bowl. This is on December 26th, day after Christmas. This is K-State and UCLA. Who do you like in this I completely one? forgot who I picked. So <laughs> I think I went with UCLA, right? Darren, help me out. Yeah, yes, okay. I went with UCLA. I'm counting on Josh Rose. Well, you're play. a West Coast guy, That's right. so that makes sense. I yeah. grew up a UCLA. LA fans, so there you go. Bruins going to win it. I, I went with K-State. I think the Josh Rosen care level is going to be pretty low in this game, not to mention UCLA's a little bit of a wayward ship right <laughs> I now. Agree. With, you know, that I coach. agree. Don't go against Bill Snyder in a bowl game, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Kansas State. All right, sounds good. Holiday Bowl, December 28th. Holiday Bowl is always entertaining, and now this year you've got Mike Leach in it, Washington State against Michigan State. Tough one here for Washington State's players because Leach had accepted the job at Tennessee, and there was a little bit of, I, I don't want to say if it's hurt feelings, right. but I think they write the ship. I think they get the win. I got Washington State as well, if for no other reason, just because I'm rooting for the Pirates. I want a post-game Mike Leach press conference Absolutely. after a win, right? It may be more entertaining after, after a loss. loss. It doesn't matter. It'll be, it'll be fun. Uh, Liberty Bowl, Iowa State in Memphis. They're playing this in Memphis. Iowa State, obviously, a remarkable season. Who you got? I got Mike Norvell and the Memphis Tigers. He just signed an extension to stay. I dig the style of football they play. That UCF Memphis game in the American Athletic Conference Championship game. Got a chance to go back and watch it right. after uh, after we got home from our game. That was phenomenal. I, I think Memphis is a fun team. I think this is going to be a fun game. I think the Tigers are going to win it at 
Oh. I'm taking Iowa State because everybody's picking Memphis. Oh, and, I, really? and, I, and I think that he'll go in and tell his team nobody believes in you, just like they didn't believe right. in you in Norman, just like they didn't believe in you against a TCU. Delete I that. I think Iowa State's going to go in there and throw a couple of touchdown passes to Akeem Butler. And, I like uh, it. He's going to win. You changed my mind. Fiesta Bowl, Washington and Penn State. Who you got? Uh, I really did. Uh, as much as I bashed Washington earlier and how they didn't impress me, I think I'm picking them here in this game yeah. just because I, I, I just think that you give Chris Peterson that much time to prepare for a bowl game, he's going to get a win. Yeah, I think the Washington defense, you know, I, they were embarrassed by how they played last year when they got right. into the college football playoff. I think they're going to look to maybe use that as fuel, come back and get a win over a Penn State team that might have been a little overrated all year long. Two more. Orange Bowl, Wisconsin and Miami. Boy, uh, like I said, three to two final score. I think I'm taking the Badgers here in this one. I like the Big Ten going out and getting this win. I know you don't, but I'm liking Wisconsin. The game is in Miami. I'm going with the turnover chain. I think Miami's going to get a win. And the Peach Bowl, UCF and Auburn on New Year's Day. This is before the Rose Bowl. That's right. And uh, I think it's a challenge for UCF, not just in the physicality of Auburn, but with the unknown and the uncertainty about their coaching uh, staff. You know, you got, you got guys that are split allegiances right now. I think Auburn's going to roll them. I'm rooting for UCF. I am too, man. But I don't think they can handle the Auburn defensive front. I think Auburn's going to eat them up. I got Auburn as well. Back to the Rose Bowl. OU Georgia, 4 o'clock Central Time on New Year's Day. Biggest key for the Sooners is what uh, protecting Baker Mayfield, you know, and, and again, that that seems to be the only times this year, whenever the Sooners have had problems is whenever he gets hit around a little bit, uh, whenever the pocket might collapse around him. Yes, that's when he's at his best sometimes too, is to create. But I, I think with Georgia, don't let those linebackers get in the backfield, protect this dude. And I think if protect this dude, what am I? 12 protect Baker Mayfield as you can and make sure he has the time and his jerseys clean afterwards. You got a great chance to win this game. If OU can show early that they can handle the Georgia running game. There you go. I think Georgia panics a little bit, may throw him the ball a couple of times. That's the biggest key for OU. Thanks for joining us for the huddle Rose bowl special presented by StubHub. We'll be on the air with you for the radio broadcast to the Rose Bowl at 2 o'clock on New Year's Day. Until then, Boomer Sooner, everybody. Live at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, this has been the Huddle Rose Bowl Special, presented by StubHub, official ticketing partner of OU Athletics. Tonight's special presentation is also brought to you in part by Bud Light. OU Medicine, Oklahoma Natural Gas, and by Jenny King. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network.